We've got details on the LA Kings honoring one of the greatest Kings of all time, plus the LA Kings top defensive pair good enough to shut down top forwards in the Pacific Division. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, we've got big news on the Kings honoring Dustin Brown this coming season, and we'll break down the LA Kings top defensive pair of Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host for Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. 20-plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I am a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and the NHL insider for the network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that has been putting out content for the past 16 years. And, most importantly to you, hopefully, a lifelong LA Kings fan. Uh, The LA Kings announced today they will be retiring Dustin Brown's number 23 and unveiling a statue of him outside of Crypto.com Arena. On February 11th of 2023, mark your calendars now. This is all part of a special evening honoring the legendary Kings player. The festivities will include raising the banner with his number to the Raptors during an on-ice ceremony to mark the organization's highest individual achievement. Brown, the all-time games plate leader in franchise history with 1,296, will be the seventh LA Kings player to receive the honor of having his number retired. Can you name the others? Give you a second to think about it. Okay, time's up. Uh, the uh, number 30 of Roga Vishan, former Kings goalie, is in the Raptors, as well as those of forwards Marcel Dion. He's number 16. The number 18 of Dave Taylor, who was kind of the Dustin Brown of his era with the LA Kings. Uh, of course, the number 99 of Wayne Gretzky. The 20 of Luke Robitaille and the number four of Rob Blake. We know that Blake, the team's current general manager, and Robitaille, the team's current president, Uh, We'll certainly be in attendance for this event. Not sure about the other guys. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Brown, who, of course, retired in May, captained the Kings to two Stanley Cup championships in 2012 and 2014. He said about the upcoming honors, quote, having my number retired is something I never imagined and is a humbling honor. I am incredibly proud that I played for the L.A. Kings for my entire career. With my number going to the rafters, I'm honored to be amongst the Kings greats, but it makes me think of the two banners already in the rafters, talking about the Stanley Cup banners, of which I am the most proud. It took numerous people to raise those two banners. The same is true for this one. Thank you to all who helped me achieve my dreams. End quote. The statue of Brown outside of the arena will be just the third individual player recognition and fourth for the Kings organization. Uh, Brown will be joining Wayne Gretzky and Luke Robitaille, as well as Hall of Fame broadcaster Bob Miller with statues outside of Crypto.com Arena. For Brown, he played 18 seasons, all with the Kings, compiling 712 points, 325 goals, and 387 assists. He also recorded an NHL record 3,632 hits. And again, his 1,298 regular season games played are the most in Kings history. Brown was selected by the Kings in the first round, 13th overall of the 2003 NHL draft when he was 18 years of age. And uh, being someone who saw Dustin Brown's entire career from the time he was drafted as just a kid to the time when he retired this past year as a man, uh, a husband and a father of, uh, of many kids, uh, a little bit of a joke there, but we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, obviously, an incredibly well-deserved honor for Dustin Brown. He is one of the greatest LA Kings of all time. Is he one of the best players of all time to ever wear a Kings uniform? Uh, no, I think that's, that's probably not the case. Uh, I don't know that Dustin Brown will be a hall of famer one day and the Kings have had, 
players entered the Hall of Fame and will likely have more players entering the Hall of Fame. Um, but he is a great L.A. King. There's no doubt about it. And this honor is well-deserved. Um, you know, he was a, a player who was kind of a heart and soul player. And I've always enjoyed players like this, a guy who can put the puck in the net, but also has a physical presence on the ice. He was one of the great leaders in King's history. Um, and he, he exemplified that leadership and the way he handled the situation with him losing the captaincy. Um, I still don't know to this day why exactly the Kings felt that was necessary. I get wanting to honor Andre Kopitar, um, who's going to be one of the greatest Kings of all time when it's all said and done as well. But I don't know if Dustin Brown really did anything to lose the C. Um, again, he was the captain for two Stanley Cup winning teams, and he was unquestionably a leader uh, with the team. Now, he, he was one of those guys who maybe wasn't the most vocal guy in the room, but then again, honestly, not uh, Andre Kopitar isn't either. I think both those guys are are guys who are leaders by deeds and not words necessarily. I'm not saying they don't talk up in the locker room and, and say things when they need to be said, but they're, they're definitely both not big rah-rah guys who are going to be chatting it up on the bench and in the locker room all the time. They were more about what they do and not what they say. I've always been someone who respected that more when it comes to leaders, whether it's in the, the business world or in the sports world. So the way Dustin Brown handled that whole situation, I thought really spoke well of him as a person. It, it had to be bitterly disappointing for him to have the C removed from his sweater, but he handled it with class. Um, if he was angry or upset about it, he didn't let it show um, on or off the ice. He continued to play the game the way he had always played it. And uh, that is certainly a credit to him and also his friendship with with Andre Kopitar as well. They both handled that so well. They didn't allow that to become any kind of a divisive thing in the locker room. Players didn't have to pick sides about who they thought the real captain was and all those types of things. So um, again, um, a well-deserved honor for Dustin Brown. Um, it's going to be great to be there uh, again on February the 11th, 2023, to see this happen. I've been uh, in the arena to see Rob Blake get his number retired. I was there to see Wayne Gretzky get his number 99 retired. I believe I was there for Luke Robitaille as well. Um, so it'll be it'll be great to get out there and, and witness a little piece of King's history uh, to see Dustin Brown go up in into uh, the rafters as number 23. Um, and I hope Dustin Brown continues to to stay with the organization. I haven't heard anything officially as far as what his future plans are. I know that his wife has done some work um, with the Kings organization, I think on kind of the, the hockey-related kind of community outreach side of things. Um, and I, I think Dustin Brown would do a great job as a member of the Kings organization in whatever role he wants to play, whether it's doing something with hockey in the community, whether it's being a scout, whether it's being a coach or an executive, whatever it is. I, I think um, you know if, if that's what he wants to do with his second act of his life, that, that would be great. And We've seen with the Kings organization, they are more than willing to do that kind of thing with former players. And, and some people might criticize that and say, well, it's given your, you know, the guys given their friends jobs. But I really think, look at the, the, the job that, that Luke Robitaille has done as the team president. Look at the job that, G, that Rob Blake has done as the general manager. They've done a great job, I think. Um, and there's a lot of other Kings that are sprinkled out throughout the organization. I was at the developmental camp not that long ago. And uh, Jarrett Stoll, uh, Matt Green, Sean O'Donnell, Mike Donnelly, I think Nelson Emerson might have been out there. These are all former Kings who are now sprinkled in the organization in, in management and in different roles. And uh, I, I like that, actually. I, I like that 
the Kings organization uh, looks to keep former players kind of in the family, so to speak. And, uh, and, and I think most of those guys have done a very good job. Uh, Glenn Murray, another guy who's a former King that's, that's in the organization. So like I said, I, I would love to see Dustin Brown stay in some sort of a role with the Kings. Um, it, it's been joked about a lot that he was, you know, he was one of the Kings who had a bunch of kids. I think he's got like five sons or something like that. Um, I don't know exactly how old they are, but I think they're, they're, they've got to be in the junior high, maybe even entering high school um, type of, of age for them. And I, I would guess now he, uh, Dustin and his wife are both from, I believe, upstate New York. Um, and I don't know what they want to do as far as maybe going back to that area. But they've, they've lived in L.A., obviously, for so long now that they're this is probably their home at this point. And I think their kids having their roots here. I know they play youth hockey here. Um, I, I certainly think that they would probably not want to uproot their kids and take them to a new situation. So I think that's probably a big part why um, Dustin Brown might want to consider staying in L.A. and hopefully will consider a role within the Kings organization. I'd love to see it. Not sure if that's what a passion he has. Maybe he just wants to take some time off at this point after playing for so long and just be a dad and, and just enjoy that and, and, and be a husband and be around his family. And nobody could certainly blame him for that. But uh, eventually I'd love to see uh, Dustin Brown as a, a member of the Kings organization. I do want to say one thing about the statues and we all have our different funny things about things like this. I I'm part of a, of a radio show called the Ben Maller show uh, if you if you were listening locally in Los Angeles, it's on AM 570 LA Sports from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, and the host of that show, Ben Maller, is a guy who always talks about how he hates Jersey retirements. Um, but he thinks that there should be like a ring of honor in the arena or the stadium where you can honor former players. He's okay with that, but he doesn't like the Jersey retirements. I'm I'm I like the Jersey retirements. I think it's great as long as you stick with it. By the way, we've seen. In, in recent years, more more in college sports, I know there was a kid at USC who wanted to wear the number three that's been retired. It was Carson Palmer, a quarterback's old number. And he's like, oh, I want to wear this number. Can I wear this number? And then they ask Carson Palmer, is it okay? And then he, what is he going to say? If he says no, he kind of looks like the, an old, you know, grumpy guy. So he says, yes, but I think if you retire a number, retire it. Don't have it brought back into circulation. All right. I, I do agree with that. But I'm not big on the statue thing, to be totally honest with you. I, I think that should be reserved for like certain legends of the game, maybe someone whose career was cut short or his life was cut short in some kind of kind of tragedy. I don't know. I just, the statue thing is I think a little overdone outside of crypto.com arena. Uh, You've got LA Lakers who never played a a second in the arena with, with statues outside like Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Um, Oscar De La Hoya has a, a statue. And I think he had one career fight in the former Staples center back in the day. Um, so yeah, it's just a little bit weird. I mean, if it's just like an LA thing, why aren't there UCLA basketball statues? Why aren't there USC football statues outside or whatever? I I don't know. I'm not huge on the statues, but, and there, there's a bunch of them outside of, uh, of, uh, crypto.com arena, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I love the, the, the number retirement, but I don't know. I'm not real big on the statue, but, uh, and, and I, my, my buddy, Doug Stolhand, who is a smart ass ducks fan, uh, who I do the puck podcast with, he said something. I think it was meant to be smart ass, but he, it actually was a good point. He's like, "So is Drew Doughty, Andre Kopitar, and Jonathan Quick? Are they all going to get statues too?" And I think you'd have to say yes because all those guys are definitely going to get their numbers retired and and into the rafters at some point for sure. Those guys are all uh, amongst the greatest LA Kings of all time as well. So 
Uh, if you're going to give Dustin Brown a statue, I guess you got to give those guys a statue too. There could be statues everywhere, statues everywhere outside of the of the arena uh, there uh, in uh, downtown Los Angeles. Hey, if you want to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, over the last week or so, uh, I have uh, looked in at the LA Kings forward positions and what possible spots could be available up front for the upcoming season. And now it's time to look at the LA Kings back end and break down the LA Kings projected defense. We're going to start with the Kings expected top pairing of Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson. Drew Doughty will be heading into his 15th season all with the LA Kings after they selected him number two overall in the 2008 draft. Drew, along with Andre Kopitar and Jonathan Quick, are the only remaining players left on the Stanley Cup winning teams now that Dustin Brown has retired. Uh, Drew is 32 years old and is coming off wrist surgery that cost him the final 43 games of last season. In 39 games last year before the injury, Drew had seven goals and 24 assists. Uh, he has played in 1,014 career games with the Kings with 132 goals and 435 assists. And I, I, I think, you know, it's funny. Drew's gotten kind of a reputation of a guy who has a big name but doesn't have a big game anymore. And I don't see that at all. I still think Drew Doughty is clearly the number one defenseman on this team. I think he's clearly the quarterback of the power play. And I think his loss was certainly felt last season uh, especially in the playoffs. Um, he's still a very solid defenseman. Maybe not a Norris Trophy, Trophy caliber guy anymore, but I still think, uh, again, as a guy who is big in the room for the Kings, he's big on the ice as well. And I think he's got a lot left in the tank. I really do. And I think he's been re- rejuvenated by the Kings' recent trajectory of uh, you know improving and, and going forward and being one of the more relevant teams I think now and hopefully in the future, he's been very vocal in the past when the Kings were missing the playoffs, how much he hated it, how much it sucked and how much he wanted to get back in the playoffs. And he wanted the Kings to make moves to do that. And and they have, and they have done that. And I, I was pretty bummed out. I'm sure he was more than me that he couldn't play in the playoffs last season, because I know playoff hockey and, and, and getting a shot at another Stanley cup is something that drew Doughty still clearly has a passion for. I did think it was great that even though he was hurt, uh, if you remember game five against the Oilers up in Edmonton, Adrian Kempe scores that overtime game winner. And who was the one of the guys to greet him in the tunnel with a huge bear hug and a smile? But uh, Drew Doughty was there. And I thought that was awesome that he was still invested in the team, uh, even though he wasn't able to play and still supporting his teammates. And I think he's, like I said, going to be rejuvenated, hopefully healthy and ready to go for the upcoming season. I think Drew Doughty still has some very good hockey left in him. As for his uh, line mate, Defenseman Mikey Anderson still needed to be signed as the restricted free agent and given the qualifying offer. Hopefully that comes down soon. But Mikey Anderson's 23 years old, uh, fourth-round pick of the Kings in 2017, and he has turned into a very solid defensive defenseman. Uh, in his second full season with the Kings last year, he had two goals and six assists in 57 games. Likely never going to have a big upside offensively. Hopefully that can improve a bit. Um, but he's focused on the defensive side of the game, and and he's really turned himself, like, as I said, into a great defensive defenseman. Just four goals and 16 assists in 117 career NHL games. And I talked about this on an earlier episode when I was a guest host on this show, 
But I thought Mikey Anderson really proved a lot to himself and, and to Kings fans and his teammates that he can go up against the best players in the world and hold his own. He went head-to-head on a lot of occasions with Connor McDavid in the playoffs. And like I said, he held his own. Uh, he wasn't uh, overmatched. He, he made Connor McDavid work. Now, McDavid was playing on another level in those playoffs, the best hockey of his career. The former MVPs played a lot of good hockey. So there's no way that Mikey Anderson or anyone in the NHL, frankly, is going to contain and shut down Connor McDavid. But like I said, I was encouraged by the way he played against Connor McDavid. And if you can play well against a talent like Connor McDavid, uh, you now have the confidence to know you can play against anybody in the NHL. I mean, Connor McDavid is the cream of the crop when it comes to dangerous, skilled offensive forwards. And I, again, I thought Mikey Anderson acquitted himself very well against Connor McDavid. Um, certainly did as well as any of the other Kings defensemen, that's for sure. But but I, I thought that was a big step for, for, for Mikey Anderson to kind of prove to himself how good he can be on the defensive side of things uh, in the NHL. So, so where do Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson kind of rank in the Pacific Division as far as the best top pairings in the league? And... Look, I don't have any analytical stats to pass along to you as far as how that goes, but I think they're they're right there in the conversation with the best defensive pairings uh, in the Pacific Division. Um, I know there's there's a couple of real talented guys uh, in Anaheim. You got uh, uh, Jamie Drysdale, one of their star defensemen there, who's who's up and coming. Calgary's got a nice uh, top pairing, uh, Alex Petrangelo in Vegas, and whoever he's paired with is a pretty good pairing. But I honestly think that that Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson are in the conversation for one of the best defensive pairings uh, in the Pacific Division, at least. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think these two guys are going to be leaned on a lot this coming season to lead the defensive core. Um, Anderson on the defensive side and Drew Doughty more on the offensive side of things. But uh, I do think that the Kings' top pairing uh, is is solid right now. And again, amongst the best in the Pacific Division. And, and I think they can they can do pretty well going up against the top talented forwards in the Pacific division, which there are, there are a number of, even with uh, guys like Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk leaving the division. Hey, just a reminder that the locked on NHL podcast has you covered for all of your league wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the locked on NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week, subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Hey, speaking of YouTube, I do want to give you an update on what's going on over there. Um, I did launch my first ever YouTube episode on Monday. We've got another one obviously coming out today. Um, and it, it is a work in progress. I really appreciate your patience when it comes to that. If you're um, checking out the YouTube channel, um, the audio quality and the video quality is something I'm looking to upgrade. Um, we also hopefully will have interviews as well coming soon as a part of the YouTube channel and this podcast as well. But I would just, you know, like to remind everybody that, you know, look, I'm an old radio guy. Uh, the audio part of this kind of thing comes very naturally for me. The video stuff is, though, is something I'm still working on. So, like I said, it's a work in progress, learning all the technical uh, sides of things coming that come along with the YouTube channel. So, um, hopefully, it is something you will enjoy uh, now and in the future. But I just wanted to, to, to just say, you know, your patience is appreciated as far as, you know, the, the, how that is progressing it's not exactly where I want it to be, um, but again, that'll come with time. Hopefully, by the time training camp starts and all that, we'll be firing on all cylinders on the YouTube channel. So I just wanted to, to make that comment. Coming up on Wednesday's show, uh, we're going to update you on any LA Kings news, of course. 
Still waiting for the uh, the signings of Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey. We'll also continue our breakdown of the LA Kings defensive core for the upcoming season. And we're going to tell you how you can watch some LA Kings future stars on the ice uh, very soon. To keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. Again, that's on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. If you'd like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on the Kings or this show or anything else, the email address is LockedOnEddie, E-D-D-I-E, at gmail.com. LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. I'd love to read uh, your comments and your questions. Uh, We want to read some of those on the air as well. We want to do a weekly email segment, but we're going to need your participation uh, in that effort, if we are going to continue to do that, locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. That's Locked on NHL, your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. Hey, thanks for listening uh, and thanks for watching if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I am Eddie Garcia. This is Locked on LA Kings. Always want to remind you to close out the show. Go Kings, go.